when you say like, okay, Ohio can become the hub for, you know, 3D printed construction, it literally can become the hub for 3D printed construction. There is, the the playing field is completely level. And so what Ohio State can do for us, Ohio State can help provide those solutions. When you ask where we want to scale, like we, we want no obstacle to be able to provide this to someone in Des Moines, Iowa, Spokane, Washington, uh, Atlanta, Georgia, you can go down a list. Like if, if they have a need for housing and this is a potential solution, we want to help be able to bridge that gap. So again, it's, we operate with the urgency and also, you know, carefully knowing that this potentially could have a huge impact. This episode is brought to you by Subway. What's good, everybody? It's 99 Miles Per Hour Podcast with me, your host, Percy Garner. And uh, yeah, we uh, we went outside Tuscarawas County uh, for this guest. I'm excited. But before we get on our guest, I would love to... To say thank you to Subway and the Fitzgerald family for making sure this podcast uh, hits the airwaves and is uploaded to YouTube. Without you guys, we wouldn't be able to do this, sort of. <laughs> uh, also, I want to say thank you, Josh, for everything you do, man. It means a lot. But um, also, there's merch. There is merch. Go help a uh, Dover student. Uh, this is how I do the scholarship for a one Dover student a year. Unless you guys kill it, then I might be doing multiples. And then also um, my pitching lessons on Discord. I'll be sharing that link below in the description. Uh, Make sure you guys like and subscribe. We're still trying to get our goal of a thousand subscribers. So help us out. Get there. Let us monetize the channel. Um, If you really like our content, you'll do that for us. So thank you. Also leave a rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, But without further ado... Wait, did I say subscribe? Okay, it's subscribe. Oh. Without further ado, we get to our guest. So today's guest, uh, who is someone that I'm intrigued. I just can't wait to get to the show because of what we're going to be talking about. It's, it's exciting because it's new, new things. Uh, you guys are not going to be ready for what you're not going to guess. I'll just say it. We're going to talk about 3D printing houses. Uh, <laughs> so I have a lot to ask our guest today, but our guest is... CEO of multiple companies <laughs> and is uh, also uh, someone who cares about their community in Youngstown and uh, drove all the way here to be on the show. So I appreciate that. But we have Ryan Kelly with us. Appreciate you coming. How are you doing, man? I'm good. I appreciate you guys having us on. And it's uh, we're excited to have a conversation about 3D printed housing. Uh, I bet. I bet. I've, I've done some research, but I also got some questions from my son. But before we get into that, just kind of give us, other than saying, hey, you know, Pantheon Innovative Builders, we 3D print houses, give us a, a brief synopsis of why this company started, because it's new, right? Yeah, it's, uh, so we're kind of, the company's in its infancy, uh, we're, at the st- we're in the startup stage, um, so the company was born from, we wanted to have an impact in low-income neighborhoods, um, kind of change the whole dynamic of overall in, in, in low income neighborhoods. And so when we looked at how, how can we, what do we find is the main, the heart of it and creating mm-hmm. pride and pride in neighborhoods, pride in the household. And it, it's your, it's the household, it's yeah. the actual home. So you look at 
you want to create affordable housing, you want to do, you know, you want to have that impact. Well, that's becoming extinct if you really look into the problem. So a couple of years ago, we started to, we started to look into that and it really, it kind of snowballed into where we are now, where you see, okay, one problem is the access to maybe funding that could be, you know, maybe, maybe these projects aren't funded. So that's, it brought us to the next part of which is, okay, now there's materials are crazy. It's expensive to build a house. Then you get to, well, there's nobody like there's a shortage of 650,000 construction workers in the United States. Like that's an actual stat that the American contractors association just put out. So you go down that list and then you get into, okay, the, the NIMBY, the uh, not in my backyard mentality and, and trying to make sure that, you know, people hear that there's, oh, there's a low income housing project or just some sort of development. It's, we're not going to have it here. So how do you, what can you do that'll address all three of those things and not have the overall obstacle from creating, you know, new, and new opportunities, new development. It's, it's this technology. And that, that's, that's what brought us to this technology. And, and really, like I said, it's, uh, it was born in our three things that we want to really focus on, which is um, affordability, customization, um, being able to provide customized homes, and also sustainability. You know, we want to we want to build something that is going to have an impact physically that you could see, and then also create impact overall. So yeah, and I think most people kind of overlook that. Everyone thinks you know the, when you say the American dream, it's mm-hmm. you know go to college, get a great job that's paying, and have kids, but the biggest part I think that gets overlooked is owning your own house. And I think, you know, I know my parents, we never owned a house uh, until I moved my aunt and uncle and they still own theirs. But that was like a thing like, Oh wow, this, you know, we're not renting. And and, and there's nothing totally against renting. I know some people look at that, you know, but I know that was one of the things I wanted to do with my family. I wanted to own a house and, and kind of go from there. So I like, the fact that you're, you know, bringing pride to, you know, especially those, the areas where, you know, pride isn't always, you know, something that's there because just how our society works, you know, low income areas. Well, it's also the quality of the homes in those area. True. And again, you also, so to add to your point, I think it's so common that that people will say, um, and not, it's not a political side side thing. It's just, oh, well, you know, there's people that are getting government housing because they don't want to work. They're getting subsidies. But the reality is when you have generations of families that have never owned a home, how can you expect some kid to grow up and say, I want to own my own home? Or if you're the home you're in, it's, it's just, you don't even want to sleep there because the quality isn't great to it. Yeah. Then why, like you don't value a, a home. And so it's something that, you know, I took for granted. It's not that, you know, I came from, I was born to a bunch of, you know, a bunch of money. My, my dad was a police officer. My mom was a nurse, you know? And so er, early on in, in that stage, you know, we had, I didn't really, didn't want for a ton, you know, I didn't, yeah. didn't want it. But like, again, you took simple things for granted and, you know, I, I grew up, you know, born and raised, stay, still in the city of Youngstown. I, I, my heart's there and went to a- went to Youngstown State, right? Yeah, I went, I went to Youngstown State. State. Yeah, I, I had a kind of a, I went to a high school that, again, although they're a high academic institution in, in one way, like I think the diversity of that inner city high school was the, was 
the biggest thing that came for me, the biggest impact, you know? So I, I spent the night anywhere, like literally all over the city of Youngstown. So, I mean, it was, it to me, like there was areas, my dad's like, wait, you're where, you know? And, and so, but again, yeah. that's just how, you know, that was the value of it. And so you, you got to see like when kids would come over my house though. And now it's like, Oh, you live in a mansion. And I, you know, and I, I look at it like, man, I, I want a bigger house one day, you know? Yeah. So you start to, you get an appreciation. And so I think, again, this is, this is what all led us to, you know, where yeah. we're at now. That's what's up. And that the point you made where, you know, you'd have friends come over and they think you live in a mansion. That's how I was uh, with, you know, a lot of my friends. I would be like, wow, your house is humongous before I, you know, I'm 14. I have yep. no real estate experience and I don't know anything. I'm like, this house must be a, a million dollars. Yep, and then yep. it's just like a middle class home that was $250,000. No, <laughs> so. And you know what? It's like the simple parts of, and when you get into it, you start to peel back those layers and you're like, okay you it's also you take for granted like i thought about it recently we, you know my wife and i bought a home in 2017 we you know your your wife you guys have it you guys own a home like mm-hmm. when you went and looked at homes and you chose the one that you wanted so you take pride in that yeah you know a lot even though yes there's there's the government housing they're people are given those homes. Yeah. How do you have pride in something just hand it to you in those True. things? And it's so it's not in the negative connotation that people talk about. It's just that you want to have some, so again, like the, it's just all that, like it all ties together, you know, and that's where the customization part comes in. So it's like, you know, it, we're trying to change the dynamic of neighborhoods and, and overall. And we think at the, uh, a solid home that people have pride in and are at the heart of that. Yeah. I mean, from the picture you sent me, I'm just like, dang, yeah. <laughs> this this home looks like you know it doesn't you wouldn't think that you know this house was uh, is something that you can make from a printer yeah. per se so uh-huh. but before we dive into how all that works and and the the timeline of you know how long it would take because you know my son was grilling me in the car he's like yeah well how big is the printer how long does it take you know uh, you know all this stuff so I'm like well I want to kind of learn you know obviously you shared a lot of where the inspiration for this comes but I kind of want to learn a little bit about you and kind of your journey to here and what you've done and and where you've been and you know how you ended up here because I know uh, you said you you ran for mayor before uh-huh. and you know obviously you're you know CEO president of, of, of multiple companies so kind of just I guess you know talking about you wanting the bigger house and kind of being ambitious in what you wanted to do you know, coming out of Ursuline High School, uh-huh, right? Yep. Uh, and going to Youngstown State. What What did you major in Youngstown State? Business Administration yeah, with a master? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, I did a little bit of study. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> a little bit. But, um, like, just for you, obviously, you were tied to sports as well. Like, you know, how that, I guess, come about? Obviously, Youngstown, sports-heavy mm-hmm, area. Mm-hmm. So, what was your sport? Football. I was, okay. Yeah, I was, a, fo- I was a football player. Okay. So, nice, yeah, nice. It was uh, – so – Again, I, I kind of give you the background a little bit of my fit, but so getting into business, I, I, I got into business. Actually, we bought our first business. It was, it was a restaurant. Um, it was a pizza, it was a pizza, like kind of carry out pizza shop. And okay. we, so I graduated high school in May of 2008 and bought our first business in October, excuse me, in August of 2008. Wow. So used okay. a little bit of the gra- my graduation money and I, you know, and I, a little bit of a work money I saved up and my partner and I put a little down payment on it. And, uh, 14 years later, we're into 15, yeah, 14 years later, we're still, you know, we're still going. So yeah, yeah, I bought a MacBook pro with my graduation. So (laughs) it probably was more valuable than the pizza shop we bought initially because you don't, you know, 
Those things you don't buy something that's actually like worth worth anything with graduation money. Yeah, yeah, like reality true, true. was like there's a reason why it was being sold for that you know that low amount. So <laughs> you know there was, but again, like you just we learn lessons along the way. So it's like sometimes now I would much I'd much rather have a bunch of money in the time. But you know as you get older, you understand that the the process is, is just, and if not even more important than the pro the profit that comes with it, yeah. you know, you love the profit, but I couldn't, you can't, every little bit of the experience along the way has, has kind of built the, built the foundation for, I think what, you know, what we're ready to do here. And so I'm also, I, I still coach high school football. Okay. Um, you know, so I, you know, there's a lot of, I'm, I'm a player's guy. I, I love kids. I love to have the impact on kids. You know, you, you like, you love to, be able to, there's, there's that magic window of what ages you can actually have an impact on a kid. Yeah, and I, and I feel like you want to get it before that 18 and 24 when kids are really skinny, you know, kind of, they, they might lose their way. You're trying yeah. to find, so, you know, I like, I, I, I still love seeing, I love that, you know. And what age group do you coach? High school. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. High school. Yeah. I coach, I coach at Earthman still. So. Okay. And I, you're defense? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm, a, I'm actually, I'm a defensive coordinator there. I, I, I probably don't have as much time, but I, as I should, as for everything else, not Urson football. Of course, I, I did. I'm a high school football coach. Yeah, yeah. basically one step away from. I show up on Friday nights. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. At that point, so, yeah. But, yeah. No, but I mean, honestly, it's just it's it's the kids that keep coming back, and, and you know, my heart, I always say, is in the inner city. And I'm, and I mean that because again, that's where my best friends grew up. And that, that's where the, you know, the kids that I feel like, you know, obviously have a lot of times the most need and, you know, and, but it's more of the most need. It's more, it's, they appreciate the, the, those little things and yeah. that impact. And so again, it's that whole piece and that diversity piece, it, it's, it's impacted me. It's impacted my family. I could, you know, I can already see that impact. So again, I, I think, you know, my partner, uh, one of my partners, Bryant, and we, we have a very, I guess you, as I'm the C I am the CEO, but we have, you know, there's co-founders, there's equity that, that way. And we have, so we have a diverse team that actually is one of those things. Like you don't like, we put together a team that, and not to jump around, I guess too much, but no, we put together a team, like the, the people that are on this team are people that stop me in my tracks impact on my life. And then they just, they, they stood out, you know, to me in some way. Um, a co-founder originally started with uh, Pete Worsh. He is a, he went to Ursula. He was a couple years young. He was actually a couple years younger than me. He's okay. a custom builder. Uh, he, he came to me initially when I was looking at 3d printing and was like, I want to build, I want to be a custom builder. I see all these challenges that like are facing this. Like it's going to be, a, it's going to be a real challenge to try to build with this workforce. I mean, all these different things. He's like, so, you know, I know you've been in business. Do you want to come and, you know, try to, you know, potentially be in it. I'm like, well, yeah. What do you think about this 3d printing thing here? So, you know, this is a couple of years ago. So we, we started, we started moving that way. And, um, so that, you know, another, the next person we brought in almost immediately was Brian Youngblood. Um, he is, he's an educator. He, 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 he actually, he went to, uh, VMI, Virginia Military Institute, and he is, he was, he was two years older than me in school. He was a captain on the football team when I was in high school. And again, he just was a, a dynamic guy, you know? And mm -hmm. so being, you know, when I was kind of with him through this whole process, it was, he, he runs, he's a director of a charter school. And so he's, they've won some awards locally Academy for urban scholars. They, uh, his whole mentality, he's been, he's done some innovative things and in innovative approaches to people, you know, his, 
yeah, everybody wants to say, well, parents don't help these, these parents are failing these kids. They don't, they don't take part in it. Well, so his, his thing that he's done there is, okay, if you want parents to help with their, like, let's get parents doing homework. So they offered the same programs they offer to kids, the GEDs that they offer to the parents Dang. as well. So it's the same accreditation. So it's, and it's, it's, it's worked and it's really, you know, so it's, it's one of those things. And the crazy part is like, I didn't have to go and say like, Hey, here's this idea. And then sell like, they instantly knew exactly where I was going with it, you know? <laughs> and so that's where I, you knew, um, another partner, Keelan Logan, he is, he, he owned a green infrastructure construction company and it's, he's one of the smartest people I know. And, and, and again, he just got guy that stopped against, I call stopped me in my tracks. Like, yeah. you know, so I guess the process got slowed a little bit with the, uh, over the last couple of years, we started this about two and a half, three years ago. It it slowed a little bit. I did run for mayor, as you, as you mentioned. Um, it was just, I, I have a trouble looking at something that I feel like it, it, there's a need we're missing, or you feel like you, if I feel like I have some solutions, it's not a micromanager, but I feel like I, I need this. I live here. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's yeah. like, I do it in my business now. Like, but I, but I live here. Like this yeah. is where, so I felt like we were missing. We were, we were, we, we were failing kids. We were failing kids in the area. Um, I also, again, if I want to raise my family here, I want to have some sort of say and, and how the impact of that. So, um, and, and overall, you know, I, I know that Youngstown is a big city that kind of, uh, you know, has, has continued to shrink as you know everyone that that knows anything about youngstown with the steel industry is losing and all and all those things so i believe i saw an absolute place and i still do that for business and government in government meshing you know it just i can't in business you don't have an option to say you know you hit a roadblock and you know uh, sorry we can't you know we tried and it's like we you have to find a solution yeah you have to continue and, and so uh, you know i i believe there was a place for that in, in government and at minimum i, I mean i think Again, I'm, I, I didn't, I wasn't successful. I finished second in, in the election, but it was honestly, it was an awesome experience because it, every part of it, again, same part of the process you learn, you saw, you know, understood funding a little bit more, the little components that I was missing. You saw that, um, you got to go door to door in the city and in the city of Youngstown, you don't realize how big a city is until you start to go door to door. And again, you think, you know, everybody in your city, your town and you know, but there's, 62,000 people in the city. So it's like, yeah, obviously. you know, again, I, I only have 59,000 contacts in my phone, I think. You know? So it's like, um, but again, it was, it was all kind of led into that. But you know, the moment the election, I took three days after the election was over. Uh, the, the first day was of course, like sulking for half a second. Like, I mean, but not sulking. Like my version of sulking is like, what could I have done different? Yeah. Like one of those things kind of doing that strategy point. The next, the next kind of day was like, all right, let's get to work. Where are we going? And the third day, I actually was on a plane going to Iowa. I booked it. And like, that was my version of sulking, eating ice cream. And, and sad was like, <laughs> I need to go see like all this stuff. We, you know, all these different pieces, I need to see it in person. And so, you know, flew to Iowa, look at the way they were doing broadband and some of their, in the, in the city outside Des Moines. And I just, I, I looked at it. I actually, after losing people are, people kind of are crazy. I think they, they're surprised that I'm like this, which is insane to me. Like, like, Oh man, I'm so happy. You're still, you know, you still care about the city young sound. Like, <laughs> like that was a commitment that like, first of all, I think it's insane to even say that out loud. Like, yeah, yeah. Isn't that why you, you know, you're right. And then the second part, I live here. Yeah. The second, the second part is like, lit, like, yeah, 
so that's that's probably the biggest piece. Like yeah. I still live here, yes, and I'm not looking up. My, there's not a for sale sign in my yard. I'm not I'm not leaving, but I mean, honestly, I, I, it it kind of, like I found new problems that I was like it wasn't even the ones when you when you go and you see and you talk to the people in these neighborhoods. Yeah, it's just yeah, a neighborhood may not be another state away, but the problems in in a neighborhood can be you know it's completely different to every side of town. You know, every part. So again, things that I didn't even realize, like mm. again, it, 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 so it was like, okay, we really got to get to work and we really got to see this. So it kind of brought us, it kind of brought, it, it reinvigorated me to, to really focus on, on this, you know, fully, even though it was, you know, trying to run, run your businesses, um, also run for mayor, also, <laughs> also try to, you know, ha- have part in this company. So, I believe it slowed this development, this company, it kind of slowed it for a second, but you know, again, it, it also, in the same sense, it, it was a, it was a great experience. It was an experience that kind of benefited it, I think, yeah. you know, so. That's what's up. I mean, that, I think obviously your story is interesting and obviously it kind of, I relate to it a little bit, you know, you're coming back home and uh-huh. you, you want to be, and you want to better it. I didn't think when I was growing up playing sports, trying to get a scholarship, I didn't think that, Hey, I want to be really involved in my community. I just was thinking about, okay, I have to make sure college is paid for and I want to be a professional athlete. Mm-hmm. And then at a certain point, it kind of just, you know, seeing people do different things. It just made me like, Ooh, and then I, now I'm back here and obviously working for rainbow connection. I'm, you know, giving back to the community and it, and it feels great. But <clears throat> I kind of want to dig in, you know, I'm a nerd and I yeah. love technology. So I want to kind of dig in a little bit uh, about the, the technology used. And uh, obviously I said my son has some questions. So I'm used to a 3D printer that's about this big and it makes little plastic parts and stuff mm-hmm. and figurines. Um, I'm assuming a one that a creates. a little bit bigger <laughs> than that. Yeah. <laughs> a little bigger. Yeah, a little bit bigger than that. And. How how long would it take? Do you know? So like, if if you're like you own the land, so let let's yeah. say, you know, you were gonna print a eleven hundred square foot home. Okay, okay. you're you're looking at probably. Um, well, first off, I'll say that this printer can do right now. The printers can do about fifty five percent of the house, and I say that because you're you're mainly doing your. Uh, your your base your basic it's cause it's not replacing jobs you're still having your same you're still having I was your same ask that next, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I guess so, so it, it's doing your basic framing your framing work uh you know doing foundation your framing work your your that fifty five percent the other forty five percent is still done using traditional building methods but you could also do the whole structure if you know permitting the the style you're doing the type of house you're doing the type of roof and any of those parts so if you want say you want to do 1100 a full house printed with this thing you're looking at about 36 hours <laughs> that is not what i thought you would yeah. say and i think i think most people like me before we start yeah. talking i feel like oh you're three 3d printing housing so you probably just print it and all the parts, you know, you say you want a, a slate roof, it just prints that uh-huh. and then <laughs> makes the windows and everything. But obviously it doesn't work like that as well. So, um, cause that picture you sent me, I'm like just picturing a printer, just printing it out perfectly. How everything yeah. is done concrete well, and everything driveway, uh, obviously, uh, landscape, so but that does, that's not honestly, real. that's where, <laughs> you know, you look at it. So first of all, like our name Pantheon, it all came from the Pantheon is the oldest concrete structure in, in, in the world. So okay. like we, we're really, it's getting back to the, th- if you think of, so think of any neighborhood that's maybe run down or and what are the buildings that are still standing? The ones that are built with brick 
concrete, mortar, all this. Yeah. They're built to last, you know, so we got away from that a little bit. Uh, probably, you know, historically likely because it was the cheaper way to do it. Yeah. You know? and, and so... Again, what I'm excited about this technology, get off subject, it's just the way I'm going to jump around a little bit. Like having to really look at this technology is actually going to, I believe the impact, the real impact is going to be on the quality of housing because it traditionally we've looked at when we're looking at technology and it's going to be different building methods and the engineering aspect of it. We're looking at commercial structures. We skip residential housing. True. So now, I mean, we're looking at the integrity, like we're going over it with the fine tune comb, tooth comb. I'm sorry to, to make sure that it meets all these standards that we haven't really been holding, you know, the existing yeah. structures to. So again, I mean, I think it's, there's a po- big positive to it, you know, that way, but you know, we're kind of, my first thought was exactly where you were in it. You know, I wasn't completely in the, some people think it's science fiction still. They don't, they, they don't, <laughs> they people don't believe it. If people are all like, yeah, I got this yeah, guy coming yeah. on my show and he's doing this. And, and you know, the other, the other thing that's common is, you know, you think that it, you put, they picture it being printed somewhere like a modular type building piece. You're going to print the, the printed wall, bring it there, print a wall, bring yeah. it there. Like this is actually, it's on site. It's printing the house on site. Oh wow. Um, it's on a, it's on a gantry system. So it, you know, it's moving and, it's, and you know, so, some of the other printers that are in the market are on, on rails, which, so you could, so the idea with that would just be going right down that row, which this can, this being on a gantry system, you can make the, the axis can go as far as you want. So it's going to be a lot. You could print six row homes if you wanted to with this technology. So it's it, but it's also, it's, it's in its infancy. Yeah. So, you know, there is some, we wanted to be like, I wanted this to scale. I wanted this to see where, where, you know, where, from not even from not from a business component you know from a solutions component like you know what is the best use for this what other people so that led us really to understanding you know what the company that we were buying the printer from uh cobod okay so cobod was the last company we met with and they were we kept hitting some roadblocks along the way which was these companies were they weren't selling to they weren't selling to people weren't selling to people weren't selling to people and so cobod was the last one. And they're actually the leader worldwide in, in, in the production of 3d printing construction printers. Oh, okay. So okay. it just, again, it kind of, by happenstance, they were the ones and, and they were awesome. So they're, they're, um, currently headquartered in Copenhagen, Denmark, but they're building headquarters in Miami, Florida. Okay. I, I, I'm sorry. That's somewhere out somewhere in Florida. Actually. Okay. <laughs> uh, and I, I don't even know. I, I can't even, I probably wasn't even supposed to speak on that at that point. Who knows? <laughs> we'll yeah, I, that out, I, I think it's coming at that point, but anyway, so, um, so that, you know, they're going to be, they're making a commitment in North America as well. And so, but what, what was attractive about them wasn't that the leader, that was kind of like the last thing we found as we we're doing this research on it a couple, about two years ago, it was really, okay. They have, they're in seven different continents. Like they're in, they have like, a, they have some customer all over the world. Oh. They have a, multiple countries they have, and they had material and design free uh, freedom. So you could just, you could use whatever was going to work in your area. You can use your suppliers. They gave you kind of a, mi- a concrete mixture and, and the different uh, barometers and the different uh, materials that they recommend, but you had your own freedom to do those things. So, but the, the reason that it was so attractive for those things was that, I didn't want something that was just going to be done in Southwest Texas, Mexico. Like we're, we weren't, we're not building the, these outdoor, you know, kind of things that look like they're only in the desert yeah, know, yeah, in yeah. the way that, and not even from an aesthetic, you know, purpose, but actually like, is it going to, like we have it 
today it could be 60 tomorrow it could be six like, yeah, like we need to make sure that these are going to be able you know we're again we can't we're building we want to build something last because if it, we're we were seeking that solution no matter what so was this was this the piece or we're, we're going to keep moving you know so again that's where you know brought this technology so as you as you started to see i think a couple if you ask Cobot to a couple of the obstacles that this technology from really taking off that it's happened, I mean, it is, it is, it is in the infancy stage. It's kind of, you know, they, they have, they've built how they've built homes in Europe and, and in Asia. Um, Dubai is actually committed to having a hundred percent of their homes, uh, 3d printed by 2030. So, I mean, we, so what you actually, what you start to really learn when you start to do some research is that we are so behind from the the United States from an innovation standpoint from a technology standpoint it, and whether that be as a result of you know uh just po- political po- posturing and, and self-interest the things that we're experiencing you know we once once they get here we make it we make it that much better we you know we accelerate it but it's like man why does it take 10 years to get to you know get to some point you know you know I brought up broadband earlier as an example like the the two olympics ago the entire South Korea's entire country had fiber optic broadband. And now we're like, there's places in Ohio that don't have internet period, you know? And it's like, what are we doing? You know? And so again, you know, that's, that's, that's kind of where, if you ask like, we, you know what we are, we're, we're civic entrepreneurs. We're, we're literally, we're trying to, you know, promote social change, but we're also doing it, you know, for profit and to be honest. And again, that's something that, 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 that election taught me as well. I guess that to add that piece, it, it's just that, you know, if you want to have impactful change, you need to be an elected official. You need to have some money. Yeah. So you can't be a broke pizza guy. You got to, you, know, you, <laughs> you got to do some, you, you know, you got, you got to kind of, and, and so this, this not to say, okay, this is my get rich opportunity. This is man, we could, we could make money. And it's where money and mission kind of meet, I would say. Yep. But it's also along the way, you know, as, as as we grow this, it's it's so new that you're essentially being the uh, really kind of the pioneers to what uh, to change in, in in an industry. And I I think that's you know again, I mean, it's, it's exciting. It's, and I like really that you're exciting. bringing it to Ohio. And yeah, we're not out in like California or something. <laughs> and so you know, in that part, you know, you t- you hear. Um, Tim, uh, Tim Ryan, who's, you know, the rep, the United States rep in our district, you hear, um, Joe Biden just said it in the, uh, recently in the state of the union. And prior to that, that actually the previous 12 state of the unions, two different presidents, Youngstown was mentioned three times as the hub for additive manufacturing and 3d printing. So mm. the, the, if you want to be the hub, you, you know, this is a commitment you have to make. You need to, you know, we have America makes in, in our city that people, again, if you ask the 62 plus thousand people going door to door, I would say probably a hundred of them know that that's even that the first 3d printed additive manufacturer, uh, additive manufacturing incubator in the world is in Youngstown, Ohio. It's literally, I mean, it's, it's enormous. The impact it has worldwide is enormous and we don't even realize it's downtown. You know, it's like, <laughs> and so again, I, I think we're distracted. We are, we are, <laughs> but it's, you know, that's not just the people again, it's the people in the, you know, elected officials, we need to use these things. And, and so the whole idea is that added to manufacturing and new innovative manufacturing and this technology is, is going to be the next steel mills that kind of, you know, that, that, you know, caused, caused, uh, part of our bit, the, the rise of Youngstown and the fall of Youngstown all in one, all <laughs> wrapped up in one. So, well, um, 
kind of the another like one of the things I kind of want to yeah. touch on is you know obviously you have partners you just mm-hmm. talked about was it Co- Cobod? Yeah, Co- yeah, Cobod's the printer. The and printer then um, obviously you know, the reason uh-huh. that you're even on my podcast is because of Nate Ames and Ohio State and the CDME. Um, but obviously, you know, investors, they need to be involved and, you know, so are you seeking or how's that work? Like, cause I know you said you're in the infancy stage yeah. of the startup phase. So, so, you know, we, we are, we are currently, you know, seeking investors, uh, private and public investment. Um, you know, right now we, we, we've reached out recently, um, to, uh, Senator Sherrod Brown, Senator Rob Portman, uh, Marsha Fudge, who's the, the director of HUD. She's from Cleveland. So uh-huh. it's like, you know, we're trying to, we're trying to be able to leverage the, like there's an insane amount of resources that are allocated right now to affordable housing. But what you, again, you learn is you can allocate $300 trillion to affordable housing. You can't do it cheap right now with the cost of material. Yeah. I mean, lumber is literally up 130% over the last two years. So you're not gonna do it cheap. You're not gonna do it any faster because we don't have anybody to build it. So again, you have to, it, it's almost like you can't, you know, inconsequential funding allocation is not going to create impactful change. You have to make sure you have to invest in innovative technologies like this and you have to invest in the research of it. And that's where, again, we want to make sure that that's where Ohio State came in. You know, Ohio State, there's there's Center for Design and Manufacturing. So like it, it's world renowned. It's 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 the best in the country. And so it's more than just having, OK, Ohio State, uh, you know, putting it on a press release or having those things like you really you re- and, and OK, you may maybe it's maybe it starts like, OK, we got to get with the in with Ohio State. We got to get like yeah. then, you re- then you realize and you meet a guy like Nate and, and, and Ben, who's who, who works with Nate in the center. And you're like man, these guys are dynamic. Again, I use, I've used that word a couple of times, but it's like, they stood out. I mean, and you, you've had, uh, you see Nate on the show as well. Yeah. You know, like yeah. he is an impressive guy. You yes, know? He and, is. and so, um, and we were impressed by, by Ben, who we originally talked to that works in the thing. And then it's, you know, both of those guys together. And so we went out to Arizona actually about a month ago. And because we wanted to, we wanted them to, we flew them down because we wanted them to see the number one, the technology kind of working because Cobalt has a customer in, in Arizona. Uh, we wanted to see the technology actually being, being employed and then see the house that was already built, you know, in Arizona. Um, so, and once they see, like, once you see it, your soul, <laughs> whether it's, and whether it's from a place of like, I'm not sure if this is real or is this Photoshopped <laughs> or it's like, again, you just get to see it. And the coolest part is like, we actually, the house in Arizona was done in collaboration with Habitat for Humanity. Oh, so okay. we got to the, 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 the homeowners themselves, they were actually, it was kind of crazy. We got there and they we were like, Oh my God, no, no one's here. Like it was like, we had a hard time getting a hold. And, Lo and behold, they just came walking out of the house like, oh, how, can I help you? And, and so we had a representative from Cobod there. He, you know, they explained that they were part of the helping with this project. And so, but like just to see it, it literally everything that we had just talked about for the last few months and, you know, speaking with Ohio State and, and also what we've talked about on the whole hour and a half car ride and jammed in this small little rental car <laughs> there, it, it kind of was like, it was literally put on display where it was like the, uh, the, the homeowners, they, part of their requirement to do it. They had to, they had to have 60 hours of, of service to even be eligible to try to uh, ha- purchase this home. But then you had to have part in building the home. So okay. they got to have, they had a like, you know, and so my whole goal going, uh, and I say this all the time and when, with my part, like 
I want to cr- be able to create that next generation of grandfathers who built their home, have that old, you know, old school, yeah. pride. like my grandpa built this house. I want to create, help create those grandfathers. So seeing the pride that that, 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 that guy, the husband and wife took in their, their, their piece of this house was awesome. And, and then just real, like literally seeing it was like, oh my God. So it's 88 in Scottsdale, Arizona, or, or excuse me, in Tempe, Arizona, we were down there and you go in the house, the air conditioning's not on, it's 70 in the house. And it's like, wow, just the way it's built, you know, struck. Yeah. One of the concerns that I always had was like the acoustics of it. Like you're in a, you know, it's, it's yeah. going to be, it's all concrete house, you know? And so it was no, no issue with that. And just, I mean, it's, it's a nice, nice home. And, and so like, again, the, like those pieces were attractive to me when we looked at this technology, but kind of to pivot a little bit to the part of like, again, Ohio state comes into where they can do, you know, being able to create sustainable to sustainable building material. Can we, can we have, you know, we're, we're really big into uh, circular construction methods. So like we're literally reusing some of the, you know, so give you the example in Youngstown, they're demoing 1100 homes, uh, you know, dilapidated homes, rundown homes. So they're going to rebuild. Can we use any of that? in the, uh, in the rebuild process? Like, okay. is there anything, any of the waste? Like, so Ohio state has the ability, not only from a tech, technology standpoint, but also again, the, your materials you're, you're using. So that was really cool when, you know, things you learn along the way. I mean, imagine, you know, you could look in this room here, like the corners, how much, how many corners, the way that the designing design building was, how much space is wasted on corners. So this, this is, this technology can help eliminate corners in homes, like same structural integrity, yeah, I saw that on but YouTube. also be able to like, what the-, the most possible usable space in, in, in a home. So again, and, and do that without increasing the cost at all. I mean, you could build, again, you could build this table or you can build this chair and it's going to, you know, again, the, the costs are going to be and just the angles of it. It's not going to change. It's not going to change the cost. Yeah. And so because people are in this construction field, you're essentially, you're not replacing current workers, you're not taking current jobs, you're replacing 30 plus years of experience that people aren't getting. So now how do you do that? Again, you do that with technology like this. So it's, it, and this is allowed. So it's not only that, but it's allowing custom building to not become extinct either and, yeah. and offer it to a, a demographic that's never got to experience a custom, you know, custom building. That's I true. can't, I can't afford a custom built house right yeah, now. So. We, I kind of got luck, lucky. It was already being built and it wasn't my customization, but you know, I, we walked into a situation and, uh, you know, we're, I'm just glad my wife is okay with this house and we're going to live there forever. But <laughs> it's just, it's a whole different feeling when, you know, you're like, uh, I, I, I kind of want this done. And then they're like, okay. And, and so, <laughs> and that's where like, okay, that's where we're, we want to take this technology. Like we, we want, we're not like all this money being allocated to affordable housing and some, and some workforce housing, low income housing. We're not just, we're trying to completely rebrand low income house, the low income housing model. We're also and and rebrand and reimagine it, but it's also, we're not trying to, we want to stop. We we don't want the housing solutions to be the next generation's projects. We want to, we want to build custom housing. We want to change the image of it and change again, just change the image, change the energy and change the, you know, just the way we approach every part of the low income housing profile. Okay. So before we get out of here, I want to do one last question. And it's, so obviously you're from Youngstown. I'm assuming it will start there. Will this, is your plan long-term to expand or you want to just take care of Youngstown and then see what happens after that? Yeah. Uh, you know, 
we, we obviously want to start at home in, in Youngstown, but we, we really want to start in Ohio. We want that. We want Ohio to be the hub okay. for this. I mean, so, you know, we're not, we're not pigeonholing ourselves there. Like we want this tech, we see now that what this technology can do. We want to give any city the opportunity and try to try to grow this industry again. I, I mean, it's, there's a bubble and I can't emphasize it enough. It's, it's getting ready to burst in this, in this construction industry. I think people, you know, it's so, it's such a close, it's such a, uh, a close knit community that way that you don't often know how much, how, how drastically bad it is. And, and again, so I've seen it just in that short time that the contractors, you might get some that when you initially talk to them, it's like, I don't want a robot taking my job to, Hey, Hey, you still doing that technology? That you could? <laughs> but it, it's honestly like, because when you start to realize that, like, you, it's not a need, it's just in Youngstown, you know, yeah. it's not a need it's, that, that it's in Dover or, you know, again, and, you know, to, and just a, as a great example of it, I would say, you know, when we were in Arizona, uh, Ben, that works for the house state, he was talking about this for him as a passion project because he was in Haiti. He does, he goes and, and builds, builds houses in Haiti. Well, in Haiti, there's no trees. Like, mm. and so they were having trouble finding building material and he, and this kind of led him to that. And so they were, the representative from Cobalt was like, well, this is just 3d print. You know, I wonder why they don't do that. And so that stuck with me because, you know, the reason is because we can't do it on do in Dewey and Youngstown, Dewey street in Youngstown or Erie street. Like we can't do it here to let alone do it there. Yeah. But I think again, now that it's here in the United States and it's, it's catching like, we have the resources, we have the, the knowledge base, you have places like Ohio State that can completely, like, so the overall impact of it, when you realize that it, it is way, way bigger than, than again, a pizza guy, an educator, a, I, I call him a bust out handyman all the time, but he's a custom <laughs> builder, you know, it's, it's, it's way bigger than, than any of us. And so that, again, we, we approach it with that, we approach it with that same urgency. Um, and, you know, as well, here's the other part too. I don't know how to be a builder. I don't know how to be a builder. I'm not, I don't be a contractor, but you know, I, I know how to, I know how to develop and build things. I know how to have an impact on kids and multiple different uh, walks of life. And so how do we, you know, how do we bring that to it? And, and really the cool part is it's kind of crazy. I didn't really put this all together, but all these guys went to Ursuline too. And it was just like, oh, wow. but, but every, literally almost every member didn't go to school with each other. Uh, so I was kind of the common ground between a lot of these guys. But again, um, and I, I, I failed to mention um, our other, another partner that's, they come on is uh, Joe Veneros. He's a, he's a, he was a state building inspector and home inspector, which, awesome. you know, obviously you can imagine that, you know, there could be some challenges that way. And it's yeah. like, we're literally trying to think that far ahead. So what's not, if there, if this is a potential solution to a crisis that we have within the housing in the United States, what's every little thing we can check off the box. So again, I, I'm, I'll come, we'll come and build a 3d print your son. Some we'll, we'll do a little display there. <laughs> no, no. And again, we, we just, I, I can't, I'd be remiss if I didn't say, I, we really appreciate you having us on and, and oh, yeah. you know, if you could tell I have, a, we I do have a lot of energy for this. Yeah, and, yeah. and so, you know, it's like, you want to get, there's so much to talk about. You want to get out at one time, but you know, it, it's really, it's educating is a, is a big piece to it. it. It's letting people again, know that it's not science fiction. As I said earlier, <laughs> that it, the, and, and Irregardless, we have to seek, we have to seek alternative solutions, not, not alternative in the sake of something to replace or be a disruptor that way. It needs to be an addition to, yeah. you know, and I, and I think again, like that's what, you know, we, we literally put it in, in our letter to, uh, we just sent out, we just sent out the other day, uh, to the center, like we are a four solutions company, you know, it's not. We're, we're not in the middle, middle we're trying to, we're trying to create change. And yeah, there's, there's, a, there's some f financial gain somewhere in there likely, but 
again, if you're not building, if you're not building quality, sustainable things that are going to last, last for into the next generation, then again, it's not something we want to be, int- we'll be a part of in any way. So, yeah. well, that's awesome, man. Uh, Ryan, I'd, appreciate you driving all the way down yeah, here. Yeah, it's awesome, man. And, uh, you and thank know, you too as well, Josh. I mean, yeah. This, this Josh don't do nothing. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I kind of learned that. Dude. No, I'm sure. no uh, Josh makes this thing go. Uh, if Josh wasn't here, we'd just, we just would have had this conversation and no one else would be able to see it. You don't see an it. engine. You see the outside of the car, man. <laughs> exactly. no, they don't get enough credit. Yes, but uh, this was a, a great experience. I'm glad I yeah. got to ask questions that I appreciate that I was, you know, looking forward to, you know, and I can't wait to see, you know, this become, you know, I guess more well known and more just regular. Like, oh yeah, three D printing house, yeah. yeah. And so, like, <laughs> instead know, of like three D printing house, like, what? We're, we're the we're the fourth private company in the United States to be into into this. Okay? We're we're the thirteenth in the world. So when you say like, okay, Ohio can become the hub for, you know, 3D printed construction, it literally can become the hub for 3D printed construction. There is, the the playing field is completely level. And so what Ohio State can do for us, Ohio State can help provide those solutions. When you ask where we want to scale, like we we want no obstacle to be able to provide this to someone in Des Moines, Iowa, Spokane, Washington, uh, Atlanta, Georgia. You can go down the list. Like if, if they have a need for housing and this is a potential solution, we want to help be able to bridge that gap. So again, it's, we operate with the urgency and also, you know, carefully knowing that this potentially could have a huge impact and knowing that people are naturally pessimistic in a lot of ways, like you have to move very carefully because this is, again, this is a startup and, and, and it's a startup industry. And so, you know, it's, it's a cha- it's challenging. It's exciting. I loved, I love challenges. Maybe that's another part of it too, you know, I, you know, <laughs> but again, it's just, you know, our country is in a point where it's only been one other time in its history. You know, we're, we're the United States post a pandemic and it's a level playing field right now in a lot of ways. And, and, and the rules are still being written. And so, you know, we're trying again to kind of change and, ha- and have a say and a piece in some way and how we, you know, the government as well as uh, entrepreneurs provide housing in low income areas. So, well, I think it's amazing. I'm going to have, I'm going to put your contact information. Yeah. Um, appreciate that. In the description. If there's any people watching this episode that want to get involved, want to, you know, invest or, you know, obviously want to talk to him before, you're not just going to throw money, but obviously you want to talk to him before or some of his partners about what this is about. Maybe you have visions of your own. Um, we'll make sure that's in the description. And we'll also, uh, you know, if you want to leave comments, I can, uh, throw them Ryan's way as well. So if you want to communicate and, and for, find out more that we weren't able to cover in this episode, we can make that happen. And obviously this is like he said, there's this fourth comp- company in the U S that is, is doing this thing. So it's pretty big. This is obviously at the ground level. So if you want to get in early and, and you want to learn more about this, we'll let, we'll make that happen. But Again, thank you uh, for coming down here. I appreciate that. You know, sorry we couldn't get Bryant, but he had a family emergency. So uh, maybe we'll have you guys back sometime, you know, a year later saying, hey, this well, is what's on going the on. invite list to our first print. So no matter what, you'll Ooh, be Ooh, nice. So, yep, I love yep, it. I love right. it. I owe it all to Nate Ames. Thanks, Nate. But no. <laughs> but uh, again, uh, we appreciate everybody who listens, who tunes yep. in. And, uh, you know, make sure you hit the thumbs up button, subscribe, help us out. And, and also follow Pantheon Innovative Builders, man. Uh, excited to see what the future holds. Ah, without further ado, peace.